Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhin astafa. خصوصا على سيد الرسل وخاتم الأنبياء وعلى آله الأسكياء وأصحابه الأتقياء أما بعد Throughout history there have come many great scholars and the challenge that these scholars faced was to be able to hold their ground and to speak their truth regardless of the challenges that were ahead of them. At times, speaking the truth came at a cost. And that cost could also very well be sacrificing and losing your own life. But because they understood that their courage would remain as a stamp to be referenced back to, it would be imprinted in the pages of history, never forgotten, they stood up to the challenge and they took that ultimate sacrifice. They did not cower away. Even when you look at the life of Hussein bin Ali, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma, the grandson of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this is what makes his sacrifice in Karbala so phenomenal. Because he left a story that day, he left a lesson for us all, that no matter how difficult things become, you stand by your principles. He was bullied, he was pushed, he was intimidated, but he didn't give up. He stood strong and firm and believed in his principles. Now, yes, it's true that many of us may not identify ourselves as scholars, and we may not be required to stand against the oppressors of the world we may not have to look at them eye to eye and have this conversation. Yet the courage required to believe in the truth and to stand by what is right will be required of us quite frequently in our lives. How quickly are you willing to wash and water down the values and principles of your deen? 
because someone is pushing you, someone is bullying you a little bit. There was a great general and unfortunately also quite the oppressor of his time known as Hajjaj bin Yusuf. He's quite infamous in Islamic history for his um, lax attitude in violating the honor of fellow Muslims and also for mass murder. He was not afraid of people in the sense that if he didn't like someone, if someone crossed him, he was very quick to just putting them down. And it's fascinating because just as there are people in the world who have the utmost amount of respect for people of the deen, for those that are regular in worship, for scholars of the deen, there are some people that you will see that when they see a scholar, they will stand up from their seat. Because they see that person being an inheritor of the knowledge of Rasulullah Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas when it came time for him to study the deen after Rasulullah passed away he went to the house of the companion that he was studying from on that day. And when that companion would exit his home and find the cousin of the Prophet of Allah lying at his doorstep with his shawl wrapped up as a pillow sleeping there he would rush to him and say, you are the cousin of the Prophet of Allah. You could have summoned me. I would come to you. And Ibn Abbas would say, that is not the adab of a student and a teacher. The correct adab is the student goes to the teacher. So just as there are people who would travel the world to do one musafaha with a scholar, who would be honored by having a scholar of the deen or some righteous person come to their living room and do iftar with them, Unfortunately, there is the opposite as well, where there are those who see the entire world through a prism of politics, strength and power, dominance, control, wealth. And when they look at these scholars, they look at them as small little insects on the ground that are eating away at the filth. And so they have no challenge in disrespecting them, desecrating their honor, and even if needed, to even put them down. And this unfortunate reality, just as true as it is in our world, it was the same at that time as well. Hajjaj bin Yusuf was an open oppressor. He had killed so many people, and his sword did not even stop at the necks of the Sahaba. He had killed multiple Sahaba, senior companions of Rasulullah From them were the likes of Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu who has this courageous story, this man who refused to step down. Hajjaj bin Yusuf coerced him and told him that you will need to step down because Abdullah bin Zubair announced his khilafah in Makkah Mukarramah. The other sahaba that were alive were very happy with him being a leader because he was the grandson of, Rasul, of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq. He was someone beloved and dear to the Prophet of Allah. This child was there, you know, in his mother's womb, but still there, when Rasul was doing that hijrah. His mother would bring the food while she was carrying that child. When he was born in Medina Munawra, everyone celebrated his birth. Asma radiallahu anha describes that moment. She says that the Prophet held my little munchkin in his arms, and he put a date in his mouth and then had my child suckle on it, the practice of tahniq, and then named my child. And as I was watching him do this for my child, there was nothing in the world that, more, that brought more joy than seeing the scene. Now we fast forward. 
and all four Khulafa Rashidun have left the world. Sayyidina Hassan radiallahu an, Hussein radiallahu an, and the Umayyads unfortunately have taken a turn for the worse. Their current leader is no longer a Sahabi. He is a corrupt man who was very open in his obscene character and his indecency. So he sends Hajjaj bin Yusuf to force Abdullah bin Zubayr radiallahu an to surrender. Little did he know that Abdullah, as he was the grandson of Sayyidina Abu Bakr, he was a son of Zubair ibn al-Awwam radiallahu an. Zubair ibn al-Awwam radiallahu an was a person who was known for his courage and his strength early in the days of Islam. I want you to jog your memory back to before the Prophet ﷺ even migrated. There was a person that got a little rough with Rasulullah one of the kuffar, he said something not nice. So, Abdullah bin, Zubair ibn Awam radiallahu an, this Abdullah's father, Zubair, he said, a messenger of Allah, he was a young kid, maybe 13, 14 years old. He comes to this adult prophet of Allah and says to him, I heard that so-and-so was being rough with you. The Prophet ﷺ said, let's say he was being rough, what were you going to do? He's looking at this kid, right? He's like, let's say that guy was being rough, what were you going to do? And he pulls out his sword. And becomes in history the first person to unsheathe a sword as a Muslim. The first person. He becomes that guy as a teenager. Because he heard that someone said something to Rasulullah Now this isn't a call to violence. Let me be very clear here. Rather it's a, it's a testimony of this man's courage. And he became a great warrior. Now you see Abdullah bin Zubayr who's at this crossroad. Hajjaj bin Yusuf is marching with his army. He surrounds Makkah Mukarramah. Abdullah bin Zubayr has this army by his side and the Meccans are saying, we will fight. But when the army surrounds Makkah Mukarramah and surrounds the Kaaba, their last hold for the army of Abdullah bin Zubayr is the Haram, the Masjid itself. They are now barricaded. And Hajjaj's army begins to announce that we will start our attack against the Haram tomorrow. We will fire at the Haram tomorrow. Our catapults are loaded. Tomorrow we will break the walls. So you can leave now. And they started their propaganda, started their propaganda for many reasons. Many of the soldiers by the side of Abdullah bin Zubair, they came to him and they sought his permission to leave this stance. And many of them left. At the end of it, there were only a handful of people left with Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu anh. He went to his mother, who in some narrations at this point is plus 90 years old and has lost her sight. Asma radiallahu anha. He goes to his mother and he gives her salam, and he embraces her. And she can't see much, but she feels the armor, and she says, what's this armor? People looking for shahada, don't wear these things. Take this off. So he takes his armor off. His mother says, I hear fear in your voice. You are the son of Zubair. There should be no fear in your voice. You are the grandson of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, the companion of the Prophet of Allah. He said, Mama, I'm not worried about them and what they're going to do to me. What I fear is them desecrating and disrespecting my body after they kill me. So then his mother said, The pain of being skinned is not felt by the goat once it's sacrificed. Forget that pain. Allah will take care of you. And he gives his farewell salam to his mother and takes his last stand in Haram, in the Kaaba, 
where Hajjaj bin Yusuf and his army come and sacrifice Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu anhu. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu anhu becomes a shaheed. Hajjaj was very arrogant, so he took the body of Abdullah bin Zubair and hung it at the gate of Makkah. That anyone that rebels against a state, this will be your outcome. So later on that day, his mother Asma radiallahu anha, she came and she dismounted the body of her son herself. And she said, has a time not come for this horseman to take some rest? Has a time not come for the horseman to come off of his horse and rest? And he was then buried. The legacy of Abdullah bin Zubair radiallahu anhu. This story tonight is a story of courage. It's a story of being willing to sacrifice when you believe in something. It's a story of not being martyred. And I'm not just talking about literally being martyred, but also your ego, yourself. It's okay to feel a defeat in a moment as long as you know what you're standing for is right. The battlefield that we live in is one of brain. It's one of the thoughts. It's one of words. It's one of ideologies. It's where people are not wielding swords anymore they're wielding scripts for movies and TV shows. What they're throwing at people are media narratives. It's social media ideas. It's gender wars. It's obedience to God and whether he exists atheism or not. You have to ask yourself in this moment, are you courageous like them? Are you willing to stand your ground or will you abandon and walk away? Allah Azawajal says, and whoever abandons the battlefield when you're needed the most, Allah never needed you in the first place. Go and die in whatever hole you came from. As for those that stand, Allah will be with them. They will be rewarded. And Abdullah bin Zubayr becomes one of the greatest shuhada in the history of Islam. And Hajjaj bin Yusuf, nobody cares which hole he fell and died in. His grave is unmarked and his legacy is nothing but a tarnished oppressive one that people seek protection from. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq to learn the lesson from the lives of these great giants. May he allow us to live in their footsteps. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.